Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Hi. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Old Millennials Patreon bonus episodes. I am one of your hosts, Emily Bajan. And I am your other host, Margot Poupard. We saw Elvis uh, last week. Um, what were your initial <laughs> thoughts, Margot? Well, as I said to you mid-movie, oh, Austin Butler, sweetie, I'm so sorry about what this man is doing to your movie. Oh, like Jesus. I would say first, I, I, let's start with the positives. The yes. positives are this is 100% a Baz Luhrmann joint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> however you want. I take that as a positive. Um, It was really nice to see so much money on screen and have it not be a Marvel movie. And I'm not yes. trying to shit on Marvel movies. They have their time and their place. But I am experiencing, like, mad Marvel fatigue. Like, it is not special. It is not unique. It is definitely not interesting to me right now. So to see a movie with, you know, a $100 million budget that's about Elvis, of all people, which, you know, obviously an icon, et cetera. But, like... You know, I don't know what the demand was. So it was very nice to see I, all of that glitz and glamour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I and I'll, I will add to that, like one, to see the money spent in such a different way. That's not just, uh, you know, uh, explosions in the sky constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to, uh, you know, to the other thing that I that stood out for me was the overall like way they scored uh, the movie, the way they incorporated mm-hmm. Elvis songs in the movie, the way they brought in the remixes and yeah. like 
they brought in Doja Cat doing like a cover of Hound Dog with the sampling of the Big Mama Thornton version was very smart. Like I, I really thought I wouldn't like the modern music kind of being spliced into these scenes, but I think Baz Luhrmann just has a way of doing it where it totally. feels timeless. I mean, we've said it time and time again on this podcast with Romeo and Juliet, like he, he just has a way of making it work. And uh, or even yeah. with Moulin Rouge, like I know mm-hmm, you and I are like mm-hmm. annoyed by that movie at this point, but at the time, and, and I think even now, if smart, we can like yeah. pick ourselves out of it a little bit, like the way that he incorporates music, like I was telling Sean on the way to the car, it's like, it's too bad music videos aren't really like that big of a deal anymore because that's really like where he shines. But yes. I think that in a certain way, he gives us like a Broadway like show with way more money and way more polish. And I think yeah. all of that really worked for me. And I really thought, Okay, so if once you get past like the first 10, 15 minutes, which are truly jarring and it is a negative and we will get to that. Once oh, you get past that, I really did feel like I was worried about the run because I'm like two and a half fucking hours. But yeah. I thought that what this movie did the best and most effectively is that like they really did a lot of like shot for shot performances um, mm-hmm. or performance, uh, Elvis performances, like kind of like they redid them, but in a way that was like unique and it made me want to go. And I did go look up some of his old Vegas performances because I was really curious, like yeah. about what it looked like. Accuracy, and, they did a fantastic job there. And the, co- I mean, they always nail it with the fucking costumes. Like there's mm-hmm. so much to look at and so much what? to take in that even if you didn't like a scene or you thought it was slow, there was so much to look at. And obviously, Austin Butler's performance is like truly incredible. Like I, I'm sweetie. I'm so sorry. I talk shit about you at the Met for talking like Elvis. Like I too would be like, girl, I was this person for two and a half years. I can't just turn it off. So no. in a lot of ways, like I really didn't know if the guy from the Carrie Diaries and be able to pull off this whole feat, but he is very good. Like, and he plays Elvis the whole time. And they did it with prosthetics in a way that they couldn't match with Tom Hanks's character, which was like a whole other separate issue. God. But yes. yes, once you get past the, like, he's what part, like, then, then I think it really takes off. And then I'll say the last positive thing that I didn't think that they were going to address, or at least address it well, was, like, how Elvis stole from Black people. I really didn't think yeah. they were going to do that. I didn't think they were going to go there. And they were very open. It's, like, it's very upfront. It, it is not forgot. It's not, like, something that they're, like, oh, I pay lip service to it for five minutes and move on. No, it is a thread that continues on through. So I really Throughout. kind of appreciate that. But. I think between the Elvis movie and reading Jessica Simpson's book, there's been a lot of, as Lady Gaga would say, capital H I am him speak. And that kind of like got to me a little bit at a certain point. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I think the capital H I am speak, I mean, it's just <laughs> like they had to capture all aspects of Elvis. And no, I, I get you it. know, and that was such a big part. But yeah, let's, let's get into. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Should we? <laughs> the uh, oh, this man really is Chet Hanks' uh, right, father right. of it all. Chet Hanks is not is not solely Rita Wilson's fault. It is also <laughs> Tom Hanks's fault. Like I think that this movie uh, confirms that. Like the bro is like <laughs> is because you've watched your father do shit accents for a long time, and you uh, feel entitled to do the same. You know, I used to think like, oh, Tom Hanks can do no wrong. And I realized his Achilles heel is anytime he has to incorporate pretty much anytime he has to incorporate some sort of a non-American <laughs> foreign accent. Because I want to specify like in Catch Me With You Can, his New England accent is just fine. But when he has to play the that terminal, the whatever that fake country was in the terminal, and then he now <laughs> plays this man who we find out at 
uh, maybe 90 minutes in is supposed to be Dutch, <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker. Um, I did not think we were listening to a Dutch accent, Margot. I don't know about you, but I thought we were listening to the assistant coach from the water boy. <laughs> yeah, he had a little bit of like crawdad man vibes, which I thought was like, and the accent is definitely not consistent from scene to scene or even throughout no. the whole movie. And honestly, my biggest gripe with this whole movie is to have a movie named Elvis essentially use the colonel and, and a shit performance too as the linchpin of which mm-hmm. to tell the story is truly insane because there were times where like think you and i turned to each other in the theater where there were times where like something emotional happened or something big happened and then you'd have tom hanks's god-awful voiceover come in and we're like why you're ruining it i just had a thought in some ways it almost feels like baz Luhrmann was trying to make it's very Amadeus with the Salieri character. Oh, sure. But Salieri didn't have a distracting no. accent. Oh, like F. Marie, like, F. Marie so Abraham would never. F. <laughs> Marie Abraham would never. But like, it. But I'm saying that where I think it worked really well in Amadeus because it was a stage play. That yeah. That is literally, it became a stage, it was a stage play that became a movie. I think it really falls short in using, yeah, the Colonel Tom Parker character to stitch this narrative and to be the narrator throughout in his like hospital gown with his like fucking IV fluids walking oh around the <laughs> casino. Like that was fucking crazy. That's what I mean by like, you gotta get past the first 10, 15 minutes because you're just like, I'm so sorry. I came here to see Elvis. Am I in the right. wrong theater? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is, it is a choice of all choices from the prosthetics to the accent, to the framing device, like all three are bonkers. I really don't think you needed the voiceover, but I get why it's there. And now that you point out the Amadeus connection, like, okay, like that to me kind of makes more sense if that was like his inspiration. But Tom Hanks' performance, like, is this the worst we've ever seen him other than the terminal? Like, it's bad. It's very bad. bad. For a man who usually carries a movie very nicely. Right? Um, like he's America's dad, right? Like he's and America's everybody dad. Loves him. And a part of me is like, Tom, you got fucking COVID for this? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. He was our patient zero of celebs with COVID. Like he and Rita. Me. And Rita. <laughs> We're so mean. But like, <laughs> I totally agree with you. I think he, this, this could have been a good performance. This mm-hmm. could have been. But it, it it was just so – he was so present at all moments throughout yes. the story. And it was so unnecessary at times because I really felt like Austin Butler, for it being a movie, to your point about Elvis, it felt like even though Austin Butler gets quite a bit of screen time, his uh, screen time like fa- like pales in comparison to Tom Hanks' screen time. Right. Well, I mean like it really is – all of, like it is all centers around Colonel Tom Parker and his whole snowman shtick and all of that and like I mean the look I understand I understand that Elvis was very young when he met the Colonel but when a person literally introduces himself like hi I'm evil and I would love to like help you I'd love to manage your career in an evil like way like I just feel like when maybe my it's like find some Maya Angelou and all this black culture that you're appropriating because like he told you exactly who he is and you just decided not to believe this man but like. I think it does a very effective job of making you well, they they show us the mother boy relationship between Elvis and his mom, which was like you and I got the ick like immediately. I think you're both like, oh, my God, like what is happening? But I think you can kind of see the straight line from like being controlled by his mother to being controlled by this this weird, creepy person who is like a complete, you know, he's a snowman. He's like there is there's no there there. Right. And then. 
Yeah, and then just being fucked over by his whole family, like his shitty dad, and it just and everybody mooching off of him and all that stuff, and his the tragic end of his relationship with Priscilla. I like that they didn't like what I think that the sh- the movie did effectively was show you that Elvis was like his real talent was a performer and we didn't harp too long or too much on like the dark side or even like the butt of the joke stuff like oh he's like fat and eating a sandwich or like oh he does a lot of drugs and like oh drugged out and bloated yeah right like always like fucking a bunch of groupies like you kind of get that i mean i thought the vegas stuff was really like some of the strongest stuff of the whole movie like when he gets down to the audience and just start smooching random ladies i was like what I'm, the fuck that's why i had to look it up after i was like he would just go and smooch random he would literally women. do that and i think what's interesting you brought up a really good point which is like there have been plenty of like tv movies about elvis like i saw one on vh1 years ago called elvis and me which was definitely like lifetime vibes and i think it was based mm-hmm. on priscilla presley's autobiography oh yeah, uh, yeah which we yeah, should from, like, read that the, we should read that for sure because um, i heard it like that, reads like porn like she's just yeah, like, pretty much and that's where she truly wild But that particular movie and book, you know, that's where the exploits come out about him, you know, sleeping with other women, the affair with Anne Margaret, like all that stuff really comes out, which was never touched upon too much in this movie. And I appreciate that because I think for it being such a long movie that Baz Luhrmann was very smart in the direction he took apart from the Tom Hanks of it all. Um, He was very good at keeping it focused mostly on his career. And yes, the demons came up, his personal demons came up with like his relationship to his family and drug use and gaining weight and stuff like that. But I, you're to your point, I think he was very smart in weaving that in versus making that the focal point, which mm-hmm. it could have been easily for totally. an hour plus. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we didn't get that like sad sack Elvis. I'm glad that we got to see like the real performer, like why he was such a big deal, why he was yep. so influential. I loved, I also really loved the sequence of him making that NBC special. Yes. I just thought that so much of it was so fast. That's the one it's thing true. I haven't gone back to rewatch is the, the comeback NBC special. special. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I really it's a re-watch. big deal. It was like yeah. such a big deal at the I mean, time. And I really want to rewatch it too. And they did a really good job of like recapturing like the most famous images that you have in like your mind's eye like all of um when he's like singing and he's got all of the people like silhouetted behind him like in the jailhouse mm-hmm. rock stuff i mean i just yeah it was it was i thought it was just very well done and Baz Luhrmann, like this is his sweet spot like musical biopic like that's what he should be doing i you know i hope that this uh movie does make enough money because i i would I think love it to has. see i think, I think it's it has made, i think it's made back its money at least at the very least globally but it it keeps doing really well at the box office week after week it's still in the top five after being released for like over a month now that's awesome because i do this is where i think like i love basler in the most and i would really love to see him tackle like another um famous music musician and give it like the right biopic treatment because this is where i think a lot of the more recent ones have fallen short like i hated bohemian rhapsody um, I enjoyed uh, the Elton John one, but like I, this, this to me has been probably the best out of all the ones to have come out in the last recent years around like rock legend biopics. Totally. And I think it's definitely going to get nominated for some Oscars, right? Yeah. It's yeah. It's got to. I, I agree. 
And you just heard a preview of one of our latest Patreon episodes. Yes, that's right. We have an old millennial cinematic universe over at Patreon. For $5 a month, you get two pieces of content from us. Usually that can be an episode, maybe two episodes. Sometimes you'll get a newsletter about our latest obsessions. But come join us over there if you want to hear us talk about more than just, you know, the 90s and 2000s. We'll talk about what we're watching or streaming. We might be talking about the latest celeb gossip. But either way, we think you really enjoy this. And again, for $5 a month, you get all sorts of great content from us. If you're interested in joining, you can go to patreon.com slash oldmillennialspod and become a member today. Thanks so much. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.